Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to interesting people in the world of pop culture and in music. Uh, this week on the show, we've got two gentlemen that are currently on tour across North America, Kurt Dimer and Phil X. Uh, Kurt is uh, a singer, also an actor, um, a, an entrepreneur. He does a lot of things, wears a lot of hats, and is really, really taking a stab at this music thing. And Phil X, well, legendary guitar slinger out of Toronto, Canada, has played with everybody under the sun and is currently in Bon Jovi. So this is going to be a really interesting episode. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I want to remind you to like and subscribe if you enjoy this podcast and tell your friends all about it. And I want to also thank our sponsor, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. They are the best hot sauce company in the world. I am uh, currently hope, holding up the uh, Dill Pickle Serrano. I pull this one up a lot because I really do believe if you're just getting into hot sauce, this is a great entry-level hot sauce for you. It goes great with everything. Uh, will go great on a veggie burger, on a burger, on eggs, anything. Um, you'll love this. Um, a very unique hot sauce with a dill pickle flavor, and you can get it at heartbeathotsauce.com. And if you use my promo code ROCKMAN20 right there, you'll get 20% off your entire order. Let me bring in my co-host, Ryan Stick. Ryan, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> Almost late, but I'm good. <laughs> it's okay. So you made it. You're looking fresh in the studio house design. Uh, that is the... Uh, uh, another one of our sponsors on the podcast, if you're listening, you got to go check out Studio House Designs. They have the nicest shirts, softest shirts. And uh, that is that is the incredible Ripley from Alien. I love that shirt so much. I've got that one too. Um, yeah, you, you're almost, yeah, you're almost looking like Sigourney Weaver. Okay. And I'm wearing the witch. Yeah. Black Philip. Have you seen the uh, witch? Uh, yeah, actually, I have seen the witch. And um it's kind of funny. I watched it on like a Sunday uh, on a Sunday afternoon, and it's kind of um, it, it's interesting because like the, that's the type of movie that I really wish I had seen in the cinema to yeah. really just never turn my head away from it, just immerse myself with the sound and darkness and mood of it, you know, and just get yeah. almost um, haunted by it. Yeah. And, uh, but no, really cool movie. And, uh, that actress, oh my God, she's in everything now. She's amazing. Yeah. She was, she absolutely killed it as magic in the new mutants. And, uh, she was in split. She was in so much amazing things. She's also so, uh, in, um, she was also in the Northman and the queen's gambit. I believe she's in yep. as well. Yeah. Right? She's, yeah. she's great. I, I'm forgetting her name and Anna something. I know anyway. we know well, her talent. We know her work and her <laughs> career. <laughs> we're, we're such idiots we should be having this thing we need someone on speed dial telling us who who's in um, the witch let's find out hey let's ask our producer julia kajerski hey julia can you tell <laughs> us who the main actress is in the witch anya taylor joy there you go thank you that's our producer julia kajerski um so yeah now we know who the actress is uh let's talk about these two dudes kurt dimer <laughs> phil x um i don't want to say too much ryan I want people just to enjoy this interview. I want you to know that these might be two people that you might not know uh, right off the top of your head, but when you finish this interview, you're going to want to go check out their music. Um, Kurt's got one of these interesting voices that is so original, and uh, and Phil X is just a legendary guitar slinger. Um, if you go check out his YouTube videos and see how this guy plays, it's bananas. And um, we got to talk about some really, really cool stories in here. So without any further ado, here's our latest episode of the Rockman Power Hour, Kurt Dimer and Phil X. All right. Um, really happy to welcome to the Rockman Power Hour, um, two gentlemen that I've never had a chance to speak to before, but um, what they're doing exudes passion and it exudes um, 
friendship, <laughs> and it also exudes falling iPhones. <laughs> we've got we've got Phil X and uh, Kurt Dimer uh, with us today. Thanks so much, guys, for taking the time to chat. Um, what I love about the opportunity Definitely. to chat with both of you guys is that I think this conversation can go in so many different directions because there's a lot of different things that both of you have done in your careers that have led you to work together. So um, right. for, first off, um, Phil, I I know... I, you know, being a guy from Montreal, your name is, uh, was one of those names that was kind of always, you know, you'd always hear that name, Phil X, Phil X, especially in the nineties coming up, like you were the, you know, you were the guitar hero. And, um, and I remember first being, uh, exposed to you through, um, my guitar player's uncle, John Bovet, who played in frozen yeah. ghost. And I remember yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin Jardine just worshiped you. And he was like, this guy is the guy. He's the guitar player. He's the North star. So, uh, it's cool to be able to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. The North star from the North. So it's cool to be able to talk to you today. Um, and I was really excited to see that you had, I mean, obviously you've had, you know, a lot of different things you've done, but it was really cool to see that you found this project, which when I listened to, I found there was so much uniqueness in this, you know, um, Kurt, your voice is super unique. It's, uh, it, and that is so hard nowadays because everything sounds the same. You, you, it's easy just to say, you know, like, all right, let's put this vocalist in this category. Let's have this vocalist over here, but you definitely don't sound like anybody else. So what I want to ask you, Phil, was that what drew you to the project right away? Was it, was it his voice? Cause at this point, I mean, you, you've worked with a lot of different people and I'm sure you can work with who you want to work with. What attracted you? Was it the voice at first? You totally nailed it, Jason. It's like, uh. I wanted to, like, why do something that you've already done, right? And I've right. done much everything. I mean, I worked from everyone from uh, Rob Zombie to Chris Cornell. So it's like, I have friends that are like, hey, man, check out my new project. And it sounds exactly like everything else because there's okay. no way to, to get away from it. Yeah. Right? If you want to do something, you kind of kind of stay with the norm. And I, I went the opposite direction. I found Kurt's voice. And I was like, man, I got to do this because there is nothing like it. Yeah. And it's exactly, you nailed it. It's exactly what drew me to the project. And, and then when I met Kurt, I realized what an amazing human being he is. And uh, that's on the top of my list too. Um, the last thing you want to do when you're in a band is get into a fight with yeah. the singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very true. I'm going to lie yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I think, I, and I think, um, you know, uh, I, I, I went through the material, um, you know, obviously I looked up a bit about you, Kurt, and what I, what, what came across to me was passion. It seems like whatever you do, you do out, out of, you know, from a, from a place of passion that you're, oh, you're yeah. passionate. All, all from right there, man. That's it. And, and I think that's, what's, what's kind of, I don't want to say it's lacking today. Cause then I just sound like that old man yelling in a cloud, but I do find sometimes the music you hear now, tends to lack passion. And that's what drew me right away. I was like, okay, this stuff has passion. It has heart and it's rooted in passion. And it's also rooted in friendship. Would you think that would be fair to say? Oh yeah. Yeah. Very fair to say. And, uh, you, you know, I've always gone a hundred percent at any goal I've wanted to achieve in my life. Um, even young, I was trying to figure out what it was I wanted to do, but I figured out how to get through those and survive those early years when I was screwing up because I knew I had a purpose inside my soul of what 
you know, I needed to be doing here in this one life on earth. So yeah, I've gone for everything and I don't give up until I achieve my goal if it's something that I'm focused on and I want to do. So Right. Um it's crazy when you think music, you know, obviously it's a it's a it's a it's a nutty business to be in, but it doesn't seem like you guys are beholden to anyone. Am I right about that? Like, can you, it seems like you guys can pretty much do what you want. You, you're correct. We, our, our, our project, our music, it's me being me. It's Phil X being Phil X. It's yeah. not Phil X being told what to play. It's not the, me being told how to sing our producer and mix engineer and the guy who brought us together, Chris Lord Algae. Yeah, legend. That's exactly what he told us. You be, he discovered my voice. He brought Phil together with me for that Have a Cigar video that you might have seen on YouTube. That's the first day we met. And he's let us be ourselves ever since. Now, we're fighting the battle right now. You know, I'll be the first to tell you this. We're, we, we are so different that a lot of people like it traditional radio and stuff like that, they don't know where we fit in Yeah, because we're not cookie cutter and right. we're not going to be cookie cutter. We're going to, we'll grow it. However, we have to grow it until everybody figures it out, that this is pretty cool, you know, and this is how you have Kurt's brain, my brain and Chris Lord algae's brain, completely different brains, but all, right. on, the same, all on the same page. Like I, I'll, Kurt will send me lyrics. I'll read something that I completely connect to. And then I'll, there's a song and then I send it to Chris and he hears it a certain way and does his modifications to it and uh, his magic pixie dust sound. And yeah. and then we're looking at each other going, oh, man, this came out amazing. So yeah. it, it's kind of a we trust each other, which is a big thing too. trust is a really huge uh, thing when you're when you're working with artistic minds and we just we we pull it together and uh and it's funny because i mean you really need to see it live too because we you know if radio doesn't get it that's okay because when we jump on stage and even if we were opening for someone who came to see somebody else we by the end of our set of 30 35 minutes we've turned every head in our direction right and that's a testament to what we do and our passion and our honesty it's so true when you're in a position to be, you know, when you're, when you're the first of three or you're the, or the first of four, like, and I, I you know, I, I have come from a music background. So being a guy that's had to go on a tour and, you know, you're lucky enough to have this opening slot and you've got this much time and don't be a minute late. Cause it comes off your set, like all that stuff. It teaches you so much about professionalism, you know, and it teaches you so much about how you need to go out there and make an impression. Cause a lot of these people, you know, are seeing you for the first time. And when you get to play in front of somebody else's crowd, that's always been something that I've looked at as the best and biggest challenge. And when yeah. you can do what you guys are saying, then that goes a long way because, you know, radio is, I'm a radio guy. I, you know, I work in radio. Uh, I know radio um, has its, has its format, like, like everything, but I've seen bands that have succeeded in markets where they don't have radio. And you're like, how do all these people know? And it's because of word of mouth. And nowadays with, you know, with the way the structure of the world is information can travel anywhere in a minute in a second. So if things catch, they catch quick. So I think you're going about it the right way. Don't worry about people, you know, uh, established, uh, enter, you know, established corporations or, or whatever saying, you know, you fit here, do your thing and do it the right way. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's, this is as old as time. People that do it that way are, are the ones that have the followings that last. 
What's funny about what you just said is uh, when you do open for someone, I mean, depending on the act, sometimes you learn what to do and what not to do. And then, yeah. like when we, the last tour we did when we opened up for Ingve Malmsteen and it's like, you know, 500 shredders and four girlfriends in there. <laughs> and so we're like, you know, we're, 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 I'm, 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 I go on stage and I, I look out, I look for the naysayers so yeah. we can turn mine. And then, uh, and then I'm and in my head, I'm like, man, you're, we might not get you, but we're going to get your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and there ended up being more than four at the shows, but yeah, I mean, and we've been, we've been fortunate in our first two tours, Jason, we've been direct support. So we were direct support Jeff Tate. Who, who actually is on our song burning. Yeah, I saw that. And and I, I want to talk about that too, because the video for that is incredible. I mean, it's just everything about that is like top notch. But yeah. And, and then in Ingbe, you know, so it's not like we went out and made sure we were the perfect fit for who we opened. We went out and won over these audiences for Jeff Tate, who sings totally different than me, but it's a cool blend. You know, when we did our video together, but it, it's a cool blend and it's rock, but Ingbe, a shredder. Yeah. I know a lot of guys had their doubts. Why are we going out with Ingbe? But we won more and more fans. We're growing. We just need to play because yeah. our show speaks for itself. Our music speaks for itself. And when you hear it live, it's you're rocking out and it's really cool experience, you know, and we're just going to be true to who we are. People have always told me in my life, Kurt, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't start an oil company. You can't. I'm like, I'll show you that I can. And then next, you know, a couple of years later, I'll shove it right where you know where. So <laughs> Sun don't shine. <laughs> that's how I am. It, yeah. You know, okay, tell, tell me my song is not good enough to be on radio. A couple of years from now, you'll be playing my, my tunes on radio because I'll figure out a way to where you're going to have to. And I know. think, and I think that's what, that you know that's what comes across right away is passion and and that's yeah. what i said at the beginning you know, there's passion here there's drive and um and i love the fact that you guys are, aren't afraid to do it and you're and you're out there and you're doing it um is it a challenge to you know obviously when you're when you're playing in front of a different crowd uh or a crowd in general the goal is to is to win them over but when you do have those naysayers um do you take it to heart or do you do you, do you brush it off or cuz i i i've been in the situation where i've had naysayers that have literally sat there and flipped me off the entire time. And, and I'm like, really? a show. Oh yeah. You're talking to a guy that got that in the headlining band. When, uh, when people are holding up, where's Richie? Son? Well, yeah. If anybody knows that yeah. it's you, man. I mean, talk about having to step into huge shoes. So how do right. you, how do you deal with that? Oh man. It's, it's like, uh, it's, it, it's, not, it's a, it's a hurdle, but a little hurdle. I mean, I, you know, like uh, in in that situation, I just knew I was helping the band, and I didn't want anybody's job, and yeah. I was being a tool to help a tour continue. Mm -hmm. uh, in this situation, it's like I said, I just when we go on stage, of course, our goal is to win the room, yeah. you know, and and then I tease Kurt sometimes. He'll get off. Hey, we got that room. I go, I don't know, man. There was a couple of people in the front row. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're so mean. <laughs> No, I am because I mean to myself. Yeah, you know, I I just if I'm gonna tell something to Kurt, it's something that I tell myself. I go, you gotta win everybody. Yeah, every there's gotta be a smile when we hit the last chord. There's gotta be a smile in every room. Yeah, I'm smiling on every face. Sorry, no, sure. in every. 
But so I'm, I'm not harder on Kurt than I am on myself. And I tell the whole band, you know, like sometimes we were on stage but early on, you know, the whole band would be like messing around on stage. And I'm like, guys, I go on stage every night. Like we're playing Madison Square Garden. I want the same from you guys. Yeah. Cause that's, that's how you get to that destination. You know, it's not, like, it's not about, Hey man, we're, we're playing the holiday Inn diner and we're like, doo, 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 doo. thank you. I'm the drummer. We're not, we're not doing that shit. We're doing yeah. We're winning an audience that wants to stay with us the whole ride. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole point. Yeah. We're not out here on the road, living on a bus, you know, playing a 35, 40 minute set to not play it. Like we're one, we think we're in Madison square garden. That's our goal. We want to tour the world. We want to play this in huge arenas. And you can't get there if you're going to treat it. Like you, you don't want to be there when you go play the machine shop, for instance, or one, one, by the way, one of the, one of the greatest clubs in America. I, I love yeah. that place. Big shout out, big shout out to the zinc, big shout out to back. Kevin Zink, man. Those guys are great. Yeah, I can't wait to be back and play at the machine shop again. And it's like, you got to play the machine shop. It's like, you're going to play a Madison square garden or the Wacken festival over in Germany. You know, yeah. it's, you got, you got to bring it every time and Phil. I mean, not being getting out of music and then coming back and then singing vocals in Chris Lord Algie's Mix LA studio, intimidating a little bit at first. Then I my first tour, real tour with Kurt Dimer and our music, Phil X is on the stage with me. Yeah. I mean, granted, we're friends now, but imagine that. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how to be a good front man. And I don't want to fuck up. <laughs> I don't know if I blab it. You go. could you could swear. Go ahead. I don't want to fuck up because I, I know, but he helps me and it's, yeah. he's been, a, he's been a blessing in my growth as a front man in a band and we all work well together. And we communicate well. I even brought up something good yesterday that Phil was like, he went to revisit. He likes, man, fuck, that's pretty badass. <laughs> so we communicate and we listen to each other and not, neither one of us is bigger than the other. We're a team and we're friends and we're going to accomplish this together. So. So the, the second thing that I said, passion and friendship, and you can see it, it comes across. Yeah, for sure. And we all, you know what? No, you know, I could be the guy that, that'd be like, uh, Hey man, you're going to listen to the guy that played Wembley stadium, or you're going to listen to the guy that just said it. Like I could be that guy all day long, but it's not about that. He called no. me yesterday. He goes, I don't know what you're thinking for a set list, but this is my idea. And I was like, I don't know about that second tune. And then he sent it to me because I hadn't heard it in probably six months. And I'm like, holy shit, he's right. We got to play this. Yeah. yeah. So if I, if I, if I was the guy that knew I was right all the time, you know, it wouldn't get us where we're going. You know, I just, we have to be a team at all times. Yeah. And that's, that's what's working for us. Um, yeah. Now I, I got to I got to talk about this a little bit because I am a massive massive fan of film. Um I'm a big movie buff. I have a massive huge Blu-ray collection and I, I didn't realize that that was you on the desk. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, I was killed by I was killed by Michael Myers. I know in in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you have the do you have the magazine where it shows the article they did on James uh, I, Jude Courtney and me? Yeah. Yeah, but but when but when I found out that was your head, that was just like I mean Jesus, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so so how much fun is it to be on set 
on a movie like that, which was so fucking anticipated. Well, that's that scene. That's well, number one, I really that was pretty early on as I got back in into entertainment. So then mm-hmm. I landed. I, I was in that trading paint movie with John Travolta. That's yep. when I kind of got discovered. That was a little track announcer scene. Nothing like Halloween. Then I find out I'm in Halloween. So I go down and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to get killed by Michael Myers. I guess I'm going to be a gas station. That's all I knew. And yeah. I got my trailer and I'm down there. And then they're like, okay, you, you need to shave your beard. So I had to shave my beard. Um, they go, and then I didn't, they didn't forewarn me. I'd be in makeup for three hours getting prosthetic. That's probably why I was the guinea. They're like, we, this guy, he'll just do it. He doesn't even know what's going to happen. Sure, sure. So, which is cool. I don't care. So I'm in makeup for three hours with the guy who made the mask, Christopher, Christopher Nelson. Oh yeah. And uh, then I'm walking around with this face in the public in South Carolina with a blanket over my head the whole day at this gas station. Cause they didn't want the public driving by to see what I look like. And I'm hanging out with James Jude Courtney who played Michael Myers in the gas station, just sipping through a straw cause I couldn't eat anything talking about our cats and our families and just life. And then next, you know, I, I just had no clue what it was. I, I thought he was going to, I didn't know if I was physically going to get killed and you'd see it. Yeah. Then now it all makes sense because they piece it all together. Yeah. I just had to be like that for like four hours. Yeah. They must have snapped yeah. 2,000 photos. My legs were going numb. They had to keep rubbing the bottoms of my legs. But I couldn't move because the teeth had you couldn't change the way it was. So, yeah. So I was very blessed that I got that role. They let, you know, I got to speak. So that's been big for me. And I'm yeah. a part of the yeah. Halloween, the official Halloween franchise for the rest of my life. So yeah. And and that's you know, and and the fact that, you know, um I, I love the direction of the of the new trilogy. I think it's great. I've I've had so much fun with it. I can't wait till the last one comes out in the fall. And it's, I think it's very cool that you're part of that. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's and again, it's kind of quite an honor, you know, because there's really four John Carpenter Halloween movies, the original yeah. and then the trilogy. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, uh, man, what an honor to be a member of a part of that. I mean, for the rest of my life, I, I remember going to, I was in LA and they had a, one of those horror conventions in Pasadena. Yeah, and it was yep. right before the movie was coming out, and I was out there for the premiere in LA, and got to walk the red carpet and all that stuff, and meet Jamie Lee Curtis and everybody, and hang out with James, who played Michael Myers. And I went to this Pasadena thing, and I mean, I sat and signed autographs with everybody from the movie probably for two hours. It's crazy, man. There's so did many you, fans more of it. Did you meet Kenny Fucking Powers? Who? Danny McBride. Oh yeah, that's how I was saying. Kenny fucking Powers from East Bound and Down. I mean, oh, yeah, what, yeah. what are the great, what are the greatest shows in the world? Yeah, those East Bound. Oh, I'm, I'm Danny McBride, David Gordon Green. I'll give you a little story about David Gordon Green. We we're at the gas station, and you remember one that they zipped me up in the body bag. Yep, and they show my face still. They yep. were going to put a dummy in there because they didn't want. They're like, okay, we can't make them do this. And I'm like, look, guys, you've already spent three hours putting this on my face. Now you're going to put a dummy in the body bag. I go lay me on the gurney in the body bag and zip me up with this beautiful art you've created on my face. And they're like, he's so excited. And 
when, when I got done, you know, they wrapped and said, let's give it up for Kirk. And I'm like, there you go. You got the money shot right there. <laughs> dummy in there. You, you can't, you know, shit. You just wasted a bunch of money on what you did to my face. So it, it was pretty cool and thankful for that. And that, and that obviously speaks volumes of your, your professionalism and, and, and caring. So I, I can understand why you'd get a guy like Phil who'd want to work with you. You know what I mean? Well, anything I do, uh, Phil can attest to this. I mean, I want it to be a level and a lot of people can't comprehend that attitude, but it's the only way you can become successful in anything you do, you know, music, any oil business, uh, acting, I've got a new movie coming out that you're going to love if you love horror called Hell Bill. I've heard about that. And, and I, and I definitely went, when that comes out, I definitely want to have you back on to talk about that. I got the trailer. I'm fine. I think, I think we have the final version right now. We're just doing the final tweaks, but it's getting ready to go to market and people are going to see, you'll see now who I really am as a character and what I can morph into. And I want it to be a level. They had the script. If I produce the movie, I own the franchise and I'm like, look, don't take it the wrong way to the writer. If I just get, get immersed in this scene and go do some other, and you know, she couldn't believe that some of this, but then at the end, she goes, I get it. You just yeah. created, yeah. you use my base, but you created this crazy character. It's great. And that's it's what great. it's all about trying to be the best you can be at it. So, and, and what your, what your gut's telling you to do in a creative process. So, um, speaking about being the best at what they do, uh, Phil, you're you're pretty, you know, I, I know you're humble because, but you're pretty damn good at shredding. And uh, I I just always loved watching you, your approach, even when you're doing stuff on YouTube or or you you always have this very nonchalant approach, and you seem like the guy that'll walk into a room and have all these people that are super serious, and you're just like, just pick it up and you go. Um, are, do you still get nervous, or is that is that kind of gone? I don't know if it's nerves, man. I think uh, I think nerves just get in the way. Well, and even asked me the same thing about you know when when I had to do the first gig with Bon Jovi, and they said, "Hey, so Richie's in rehab, and you have to play the the jazz fest in uh, New Orleans on Saturday, Ooh. and it's going to be fifty thousand people." And I'm like, when you're walking out on that stage, you can't be like, "Oh no!" Yeah, yeah, you gotta, yeah. You got to own it. I would I would have tripped over my own self and would have been sent home. Yeah, but dude, you got this focus. Yeah. Don't trip you up. And then, and then you're on, and then you're, and then I ended up doing 13 shows in May that in 2011. But the whole point is that, uh, I learned a lot. It's, it's being a guitar player my whole life. I learned more from doing the Freddie Americana videos. Cause I, they would hand me a guitar that didn't play well, that wouldn't stay in tune. And I yeah. still had to the video. Yeah. So, and it's funny because I have friends that do all kinds of stuff and, and they're like, they go, you know, I went, I went to a music store the other day and I picked up the guitar and it played like crap and it sounded, I just couldn't do it. And I thought, you know who can play the shit out of this guitar? Phil X. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I guess you develop a, a, a thing for just being able to pick up and, and do something. And then while you have it in your hands, still do something surprising and still sure. do something out of the blue. Cause I just, I've always had that, you know, don't be a copycat yep. uh, invent all the time. And I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I'm a worse guitar player since I became a dad. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. So time restraint, you know, where you could play 
all the time. And then you, you play all the time um, to, you know, and then also what I learned from that is don't take yourself too serious. hundred percent. So then when I'll put up a video, even if I'm doing my own lick and I, and I screw it up, I'm like, that's what happens. That's real. That's the real, not perfect. It's not perfect. And sometimes in an accident, you know, somebody will go, Hey, what'd you just do? And I'm like, I don't know, man. And I think that's when that's also we get when we're creating our music too. Cause yeah. I'll, I'll come something where I like, I have this thing in my head. Okay. When you're doing the solo, if it's not a melodic variation of the melody happening in the song, you got to invent a new lick for this solo. Yeah. And I think that keeps people popping up going, uh, how'd you come up with that? Or, you know, I, I love seeing that. So, and that's the same thing when I get on stage, I'm a fan of rock music. I'm a fan of bands. I, I know what I want to see on stage. So I just project that myself when I'm on stage. And it's the same thing, man. I've, I've seen all my, my favorite iconic guitar players and they would do a lick and that would, it would make me laugh. And I go, that's ridiculous. And it's crazy. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a singer. I not, I don't sing as much as I used to, but I, I was a singer. That's what I started doing, but I never could play anything. I don't know. I don't know music. I can't read music. I don't play notes, but I look at people that play instruments and it's always so impressive. And two things, one, you know, John five is always on Instagram and he's doing crazy things. And the other day he put a towel on his head, sunglasses, and wasn't even looking and he's just, and I'm just like, you've got to know your instruments so well to be I able really to do it's nuts. And it's just like mind blowing. And then I'll be next to uh Braun from Mastodon and I'll watch him play side stage. And I'm like, how the fuck can these guys do this and sing? But it always makes, it always brings me to that same place, that same feeling of like, that is amazing. And, and it's that passion. And when you see that come through, there's something about someone that no matter what they do, um, you know, whether they're, you know, whether they're, um, you know, a, a surfer or a skateboarder or, um, you know, or an interviewer or whatever, when they, when they've gone past that point where they they're so good at their craft that they can just do different things and they can bring it to another level. That is really, really impressive. And I, and I love when people can do that. That See, that's the thing. I'm a fan of that too, man. I follow so many different things on Instagram and you see some of these guys on a bike or a skateboard and <laughs> And it's things I could never fathom doing myself, but I appreciate and I, and it's love, you know? Yeah. And that, and with me, it's like, I always think of, well, that would have been three broken bones right there. <laughs> right. It. Right. But I mean, I think honesty is the biggest thing too. Cause if, if Kurt and I went on stage and we were delivering something that we didn't believe in, yeah, I think people would get it and, and they would get that message and it would fail. Yeah. We both yeah. believe in it. It's, and that's what's really important, I if think. You can, you can point out um, disingenuous stuff pretty quickly. And you can you can point out when people are very passionate and genuine about what they're doing. And I get that a lot after the shows. People will be like, man, I, I came here to see so-and-so. And I just left here with my new favorite band and a, a great night that I didn't expect to be as great as now it is because I saw you guys. And that's what it's all about. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And again, passion. That's what it comes back to. I tell, I mean, I've mentioned this a lot before, but there's, there's two ways that I've shot myself in the foot. When Kurt and I start work, started working together, I was really laying down some really stupid guitar parts. 
And I was like, well, I'll let the, the guy in the band worry about it live. And then I became the live guy after a conversation. And now, oh, now I got to play all this stuff live. <laughs> I'm giving myself the finger. Yeah. And on stage, too, I feel like, you know, you, we, it's hard to do anything but what we do now, you know? Yeah. Like, if you wouldn't have done those special guitar parts and put your passion into those guitar parts, we wouldn't have gotten to the point where you and I had to have that conversation because we just would have been going through the motions. Right. Uh, right. So yeah. this, I mean, where we're at right now, it's like uh, we, we we both feel like anything's possible and we both feel like we have to stay, stay the course. Yeah. You know, like what, just what we're supposed to be doing. Well, um, I really appreciate both of you taking the time to chat today. Um, I love the way this conversation has gone in all different directions and, and I really am excited to see where this goes. Cause I, I, I firmly believe that with the passion and with the friendship, this is going to, this can go wherever you guys want it to go. So keep winning over people, keep kicking ass and please oh. keep, keep me posted about the movie. Cause I really, really want to know about this movie and, and Phil just keep, just keep being you, man. Cause you've been someone that, um, you know, inspired a lot of people around me and, uh, including, you know, including, uh, rain from our lady peace. Like a lot of guys that I know your name is very, very highly revered. So it's nice to see that you found someone to work with. That's, that seems to be as passionate as you are. Thanks, man. I mean, it's always nice to hear that. And, uh, I feel like, you know, this was something that, like I said, it needed, it needed to be something that I'd never done before. And, uh, and Kurt is such an incredible human that, uh, everything just falls into place. Thanks, man. No, I, we appreciate, we appreciate you, Jason, and uh, having us and, and seeing that. And uh, hopefully more people will continue to notice that. And with folks like you, you know, sharing our story, it just keeps growing every time we can talk to somebody who gives us this chance to uh, show people who we really are. So pleasure. I, I mean, it's the least I could do for a guy that did that to his face in a Halloween movie. Yeah, right. Well, wait, you'll see some more crazier stuff coming up. There, it's crazy stuff. So, I can't wait. I, mean, I can't can't wait to get to Canada and uh, play for everybody up there. It's just a matter of time. Well, let me know when you guys are close, and um, and and again, continued success, and and just keep kicking ass, man. It's great to see. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having us. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Those two dudes, and I say dudes, deep voice dudes. Um, they seem. Yeah, Kurt Dimer uh, has a deep voice. Eh? Yeah, he's got a deep voice. But uh, I like how matter of factly he spoke about like just getting killed by Michael Myers. Like it's just another day <laughs> in the life of Kurt Dimer. Kurt Dimer, I know. <laughs> I, I feel like he's got that kind of life because, like you know, well, I was an oil tycoon and now I'm a musician and I was a you know in, in the Halloween franchise. It's like fuck, dude, what haven't you done? You yeah, know? exactly. It's kind of cool. And Phil X too, that energy. I mean. You could see the confidence, you know? Yeah. And if you ever see that guy pick up a guitar, it's just disgusting how good he is. Absolutely disgusting. In a good way. He's just so, so good. I mean, the guy just wails. And Yeah, make sure funny. everybody go on Twitter and tell Phil X that Rock, Jason Rockman called him disgusting. I'm sure that's going to No, be right. not disgusting in a bad way. He's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgustingly good. Like, it's like, oh, you're so good. I hate you. But um, and I'm sure that's what a lot of guitar players guitar players say. Uh, currently, right now they're on t on, on tour across America with Drowning Pool. So if you want to go check out Kurt Dimer, go do so. Uh, you you will enjoy the show 
immensely from what I'm hearing from my friends that have been seeing some of the shows in the U.S. So excellent. And uh, listen, Ryan, um, we got a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to be talking to Jim Kerr from Simple Minds. We're going to be talking to Doug Pinnock from King's X. Uh, we also have another interview that's tentative that's coming next week that will knock people's socks off. And we're going to have a very ha- special Halloween episode on Halloween, which is nuts. We're going to be, it's going to be on Halloween. Like Halloween's the day we drop our podcast, which is great. So, um, and we're putting that together. I don't want to give anything away, but it's going to be good. We're going to take a stab at putting together a good episode for Halloween. <laughs> I enjoy, I appreciate the pun. And uh, now that we said it out loud, we definitely need to make sure it happens. So, you know, yes. it's good to and manifest if, and put peer pressure on ourselves, right? And if it doesn't, just send uh, your address with a, uh, you know, stamped, self-addressed stamped envelope to uh, the Rockman Power Hour, Air <laughs> of Canada, and we will send you Halloween candy. There you go. <laughs> with lots of razor blades in it. Thanks to our sponsor, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. I also want to uh, let you know if you use our promo code ROCKMAN20 right down mm. there. It'll give you 20% off your entire order. Uh, thanks to Studio House Designs for making me and Ryan look fresh every episode. And uh, if you have not checked out Studio House Designs, they make absolutely beautiful t-shirts. And you can find them at studiohousedesigns.com. Uh, thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski. Thanks to my uh, my co-host. <laughs> my Sigourney, face hugger. My, my, my co-host, Sigourney Weaver. And um, all of you for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next week on The Rockman Power. Hour.